This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by Gersey Smurferka. Hola. Toothpick. Hey, everybody. And we have two very special guests today. Um, a returning guest who's been here many times, Odin the Allfather. Hello, everyone. My name is Odin. Um, Odin, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Oh, sure. Hi, my name is Odin. I have a YouTube channel called Odin Makes, and what I do is I make cosplay props out of foam. It's basically a cooking show, uh, but for props. And we are joined by another very popular YouTuber today. Um, we are joined by Ventex. Hello. Hey there. How's it going? Ventex here. Cool. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, so I'm Ventex. I have a YouTube channel, uh, 20,000 subs so far, but growing. And I uh, mostly do horror games, but I like to live stream some other stuff as well. Um, Odin is a huge movie fan and um, you do horror games. So we have decided to use the traditional month of may to focus on horror <laughs> i got overruled <laughs> well, well that totally makes sense <laughs> something very terrifying happened in may i was born so um yeah we're gonna do we're gonna talk about um all things horror in any media and i'm core of course there will probably be no tangents whatsoever um None. <laughs> and um but first but first we're gonna play everybody's favorite game what's nerdy with you where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they've done in the last couple weeks and we vote using the patented mike myler widget system which will be explained when it's time to vote so ventex as our brand new guest who's never been on the show before you get to go first so <laughs> right. what's nerdy with you uh so i just got done finished binging the boys season two and i finished up and i was waiting for every episode of invincible recently very nice very nice it's that's on my awesome um no spoilers please yeah, it's on I, my list so it's, they are both <laughs> on my list i haven't i haven't finished the boys season two yet and i haven't even started it and i'm like i, I think i'm episode three in I'm a few episodes of Invincible, and then I got sidetracked to do other things, and you know I get that side benefit of getting to watch them all at once, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm my my buddy's coming into town this weekend, so I'm gonna watch him with him. <laughs> oh, it's amazing, especially this every episode. It takes you somewhere where you don't expect you to take it, and I like I love comics that aren't afraid to get gritty and brutal and gory. It's not at all. <laughs> yeah, Were I you? actually uh, oh, sorry, heard about I... it from you on your stream 
stream or you said something about it and I went, Oh, I'll check that out. And I, I just all the way through it. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. Every Friday I was just like, is it here yet? <laughs> <laughs> Were you a fan of any of the comics? I was unfamiliar with everything, but I heard that, uh, I forget the actor's name. Uh, he did the walking dead. He plays the main character and JK Simmons plays his dad. And, uh, and there's just a bunch of like really great voice actors. And then, uh, I saw a clip on YouTube of the end of episode one. And I didn't really realize it was the end of that episode at the time. I just thought, wow, that's crazy. I got to watch that. And so I just got into it after that first episode. It just every episode after that was just good. It was <laughs> so funny. Good. And better. I saw the same clip and I was expecting that to be like the season finale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, end of episode one. Well, um, so um, the season finale kind of takes the knob and it cranks it up to 11 and then it breaks it off pretty much. Oh, I can't wait. Odin, what about you? Uh, well, we'll see. Probably the nerdiest thing I've done this past week was uh, for May the 4th or May the 5th. Uh, on my YouTube channel, I did a collaborative build with another YouTube channel called Rebel Base Builds. And we made the Endor Rebel Trooper helmet from Return of the Jedi. And then we also made Leia's poncho. So nice. um, did, yeah, I did a nice collaborative video with a channel that's specifically Star Wars, building some nice, what is that, uh, however, however old, 40-year-old, how old is that now? Something like that, yeah. Star Wars, yeah. One of the most uh, popular prop-making websites, gets, invited, yeah, to play, gets invited to play a nerdy game on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to win? <laughs> so I did Star Wars dress up on May the 5th. That's what I did. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have any of it behind you? Uh, it's actually on the other side of the camera. I can oh. go put it on, but you'll have to excuse me to go and get it. Oh, well, maybe we'll save that for the bonus episode. Ooh, All right, there we go. Cool. Done. Um, David. Yes. What was nerdy with you? Oh, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you not, your hard drive. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, not almost, but no. Uh, I did have to factory reset my phone, but that wasn't that big a deal. Uh, I got a couple of new t-shirts in, and I, oh, I started playing a couple of older games recently. I got back into XCOM 2. It's been a long time. God, that game is so unforgiving. <laughs> That's one that uh, I have a bunch of friends that have been trying to talk me into playing forever, but I love yeah. tactical games, so I'd oh, probably love it. It is so brutal and so unforgiving it's amazing dad's been trying to get you to play it for years like it's it's one of those where where the picard quote comes in you know you can do absolutely nothing wrong and still lose (laughs) you can't trust full cover in that game no full cover (laughs) looks nice but it is often a death trap uh erica how about you what's been dirty with you um well i got my ps5 yay hate you <laughs> and i downloaded a game uh called the sinking city it's a let uh lovecraft uh based game and it's really really good um and i have almost beat it in like a week so that was my nerdy thing what about you bry um, I got the dropout streaming service from College Humor and binged a couple of game shows on there. They have one called um, um, uh, Game Changer, where it's like a game show, but the rules of the show change every episode and you have to play it to figure out what the rules are. Oh. And they did an episode that they called Jeopardy and said, we're just going to play Jeopardy. And they turned Jeopardy into a role playing game. 
It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, Every player was a pirate ship going around the board, and they encountered creatures in the Sea of Jeopardia. And (laughs) as they were going, when they encountered the creatures, they had to unlock puzzles so the creatures would give them the answer. And the answer was just a straight-up Jeopardy question. It was one of the most. It was one of the most innovative wow. ways of playing Jeopardy I've ever seen. It was really cool. But they, right. they do all sorts of goofy things on this show. It's different all the time. And then there's another show on there called Um Actually that's about nerds correcting each other. It's played by <laughs> they share a fact about a show that has an error in it, and you have to tell them what's wrong with the fact by prefacing it with the words Um Actually. That can get very heated very fast. It's funny, but I mean, they have guests like Matt Mercer on it, so it's pretty cool to watch. Oh, cool. That would be amazing. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a a $5 a month streaming service. I figure I'd watch it for a month and then get, and then burn out on everything and then cancel it. (laughs) As you do. But they, they do good, they do good content. They have a couple of gaming things on there that are like semi-competition for Critical Role, but it's called Dimension 20, and they're, like, really, really popular because they're clipped on TikTok a lot. Um, But it, yeah, seems like a pretty good show. So we are on to the voting phase. Um, The way this works is I count how many people are on the show, which would be five. Um, You have what are called widgets, and you vote by handing out your widgets to the people you want to give them to. You would get six widgets because there are five people on the show. That way, I don't know, it has something to do with game design. We had a game designer come up and figure this out for us. It's called padding time. (laughs) So, um, the game. Ventex, you have six widgets. Who do you want to give them to and why? I'll give them to Odin because I feel like taking all that time and effort towards building Star Wars props, especially towards May the 4th, which I think you said May the 5th, that's pretty much the nerdiest thing out of what we got going on here. You gave him all six? Awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him all six. He's cool. I mean, I've seen I've seen the videos. He worked hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that is a, a really awesome move from a rookie guest. I love it. Um, Odin, who would you like to give yours to? Let's see if I can game the system. So if I give six to me, I have 12. So there's only then, what, 28 left for the rest of the game? And that yes. Means, um, <laughs> not that there'd many, only be 20. There'd only be 18 of them left for the rest 18 of the game. Left. Oh, okay. I see. Um, but math is strong with this one. Um, well, this is, the May. <laughs> this is the May. Uh, <laughs> I've always felt really odd giving my, myself stuff, so I'm not going to do that. I appreciate binge watching stuff. Uh, I actually just finally got around to watching um, Brightburn last night, knowing that oh, it's a horror podcast. I might as well watch the superhero horror. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely going to give half my widgets to Ventrex for, for binge watching both the boys, which I really enjoyed, and Invincible, which I haven't seen yet. And I'll go ahead and give the other half to, um, well, let's see. I'll go ahead and give it to Curseus Brook, because getting a PS5 is a feat. I mean, it's been a little bit, but still, that was that that was uh, a feather in your nerd cap. I have waited. Well, I've waited as long as everybody else, but my birthday is in July. And last year, my husband goes, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, I want you to save money and get me a PS5. And then Christmas came and he goes, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, I want you to save money and get me a PS5. <laughs> my PS5. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> David, your turn. Uh, uh, let's see. I get six. I'm going to give three to Odin and three to Ventex because those are both awesome. Odin, your video is great. Ventex, Thank those you. are great shows, and I can't wait to watch them myself. They are. <laughs> and Erica? 
I am going to give one to you, Brian, because Weird Ass Game Show was funny, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to give one to David, because uh, XCOM is a great game, and I love it. Uh, And then two to Vintech, because he did uh, suggest I watch Invincible, and I really enjoyed that. And uh, two to Odin, because he's Odin. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay. Um, I am going to give um, three to Ventex, and um, because you did kind of the same thing I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, three to myself. Because you're an asshole. Um, which means we have a which means we have a tie. Odin and Ventex both win. Oh nice. Yay. Yay. GG's. It it I, that that happened totally accidentally. I wasn't on purpose at all. This game is not rigged. Uh, Odin, uh, your your Odin, your your widgets will be arriving on the next train. Oh good, good, good. That'll be momentarily, I'm sure. <laughs> on um this... but, but but I'm sorry, Brian. I have to say, Odin, I yeah. love train cam. You love train cam? Okay. Train good, cam's great. That's not that's not boring yet. Oh no, that's amazing. Oh, I so love it. Ventrix, just so you know, so you're in on it. Um about four hundred yards behind my shop is one of the main train lines that runs through Sacramento. Oh, and okay. the microphones always pick it up. Oh, so every anymore, time. I every time I've got a camera, I poke out a, a window in the wall so the train goes by. I just cut to the train for four minutes while it rumbles by. <laughs> <laughs> We've been Jeez. doing a picture in picture, so I'm still kind of there. But yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, every time he's live streaming, it doesn't matter. It'll happen at least once. <laughs> at least once. Uh, last night, I, I heard it and felt it. I think one of the cars jumped track a little bit. One of the oh. one of the trucks, because I went to the security cam. There's this huge cloud of dust following the the train. Oh, like, oh wow, look at wow. that! Wow, one of the cars jumped jumped tracks just a little bit, like one like one wheel off of one of the trucks or oh, one wow. half of the truck. Wow, yeah. that's scary. And yeah, speaking that's crazy. Of, and speaking of scary things <laughs> we got your taxes done right your seg- your segues are getting on point man <laughs> we're talking about the phenomenon of horror in media um whether it be movies comic books video games books um there is something about scary stories you you some people like them some people hate them there are different reasons i i know that when we record the video the um for patrons the um the order of the video isn't going to be the same but david is to my left so i'm going to point to my left when i say some people hate them Um, See, for me, you were pointing at Ventrex, so... And, um, and some people make a, um, make a side hustle out of playing horror video games. So um, we've had Odin here for many movie topics because it is one of his things. And now we have a horror gamer. So I am very happy that we're going to be doing a horror episode. And if anyone asks, once again, why I say it's so weird is because I have a bit of a New York accent. And if I say say that word with the um with the accent it sounds like i'm talking about a sex work <laughs> in a not so nice manner so we're talking about horror <laughs> also potentially scary <laughs> 
frightening. So um, I, I'm i going to ask um, Ventex a first question. And I already explained to Ventex, this is our round robin. We're going to go around the table and ask each other questions to get a discussion flowing. As usual, tangents are fine. We can go in any direction. Who knows where we're going to end up? Um, Ventex. Hey, David, uh, David, did you yeah. hear that? He said we're allowed to go on tangents. Oh, well. I know. Instead of, uh, you know, getting mad at us for going on tangents. Actually, I think you would have, you, you, if you watch the tape, you would see that I was talking to Ventex because I addressed him at the beginning and I said, you're allowed to go on tangents. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're recording this to tape? How are you? That's awesome. Um, I've got lots on horror, so I have so how's the much experience with it. Games, movies, TV shows, books. I mean, pretty much everything horror I'd well, indulge in. The question I have for you is, what is horror? How do you define it? I define it as something that kind of makes your hair stand up on your arms, gives you an unsettling feeling, kind of makes you catch your breath and hold it without really knowing that you're doing so until something generally pops in and then makes you gasp for that air that you were just holding in that you were unaware of. Uh, I like the unknown, mostly. You just defined. You just defined how Erica feels when she can't hear her kids for less than five <laughs> seconds, or for more than five <laughs> seconds. Oh yeah, it's like wait, wait, it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in knowing what kind of things in horror that Odin is annoyed by, whether that be movies or books or what, what, what things that happen in horror movies just kind of make you smack your head. Um, okay. There's one thing super specific that, uh, that is just, uh, what would you call it? It would be occupational hazard. It's when the, uh, they don't talk to the makeup guys or the prop guys about what the shot's going to be. And you have a quarter inch seam line running right down the middle of something facing the camera and you can't, you can't hide it. It was really bad in older movies. They've they gotten better with more, the more recent stuff, but there is definitely some where it's like, did you cut the mold of the chainsaw? I mean, what's the, <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, so more of a production issue. <laughs> more of a production issue. Yeah. I, I, I have a tendency to watch a lot of things that way uh, with, with a production mind and it's just what, what I do. So as far as uh, story tropes, um, what, what really bothers me, uh, huh? I, I, to a certain extent, as I've gotten older, I've gotten really tired of let's kill a cute girl just because she's a cute girl, if that makes any sense. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's a way of eliciting a response out of, out of the audience. It's a very easy thing to do, but um, it, it seems like, um, I mean, they're horror tropes, right? Just like uh, there's, there's a bunch of other ones. I'll probably say something wrong, so I'm afraid to list them all off. But yeah. uh, it's, it's fine. It's just like, all right, I guess we're going to do this now. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. See, I I'm I feel the same way, Odin. Like I hate the like they're running and then they oh they fall. Like like right. every time it's like well, if I'm running from something, I'm I'm probably looking at the ground, like just to make sure I'm not going to do that. Like right. <laughs> but there are characters in movies and stuff like that where you're just like, please fall, please. <laughs> there are. And coming from a production uh, standpoint, sometimes it's like, oh, they're setting this person up, oh, they're gonna die okay <laughs> great I, i'm tired of the um the horror character dies like the 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 slutty promiscuous character dies and it i think it's old i think it's old and it's not valid i don't 
I get that it came from Friday the 13th, but there was a reason. There was, was a gonna, really important reason. I was going to say, it almost sounds like Hayes Codian. Yeah, well, the the reason why in Friday the 13th that the teenagers having sex died is because in the original Friday the 13th, the killer was Jason's mother, and Jason died because the counselors were having sex when he was in the lake, and he drowned. Yep, and, wasn't being supervised. And that's why sex was punished in that particular movie. Now, why it happens in other slasher movies, I have no idea. Because it's not justified. It's just a trope at this point. And I, it's I annoying. Think it, I think David kind of hit the nail on the head there with the Hayes Code. Like, I mean, there's still... To an extent, yeah. There's still, you know, a code to which you have to have those movies by. I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be. Like, you don't have to have two twin beds in a room for a husband and wife. And <laughs> one foot doesn't have to be on the ground if they're sitting on the same bed. Like, we're not... You know, we're not that far back, but I think I think it still has to do with like some sort of moral integrity. Yeah. Yes. You're also talking about the 80s where things were starting to get ultraviolet. I mean, the original Evil Dead was rated X when it first came out. <laughs> and, and half the effects are claymation. I know. I know. It's it... <laughs> Well, she got raped by a tree in that movie, well, Brian. <laughs> I, I have to say that um, I mean, Evil, yeah. Dead 2, Evil Dead 2 is one of the most patriotic and diverse movies of the time. You know why? Why? Because it had red, white, blue, and black blood in that movie. Oh. <laughs> true. I'm not sure how that translates, but I guess that's It's true. an awful joke, Erica. It's an absolutely awful joke. Um uh, Odin, I believe your question is for David. Ooh, goody. For David. Ah, goody. Already. <laughs> um, all right. Here, I'm listening along and not formulating a good question because I can imitate what I've heard. So, what was the last horror movie you actually watched, and did you enjoy it? Ooh, well, the last true horror movie I watched willingly <laughs> was Alien. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'd be really surprised if you didn't like Alien. Oh, I loved Alien, but it was I got through it. It, it was a horror movie, but it was it it was there were enough to I don't know why for some reason I was okay with that one. But like I've tried watching other stuff, and I just I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm, why? Why? What makes you uncomfortable about it? I'm curious because like like people like Vintex and Odin and myself, we really enjoy that. Like, well, and I high. will preface that with if there's anything that makes you uncomfortable about horror movies that you don't want to talk about feel free no, it's, not it's, to. it's it's fine right. it's just uh, the ventex was talking about earlier too that um you know there's that that the unknown coming the the surprise and the uh the that and a lot of people derive pleasure from those types of feelings that adrenaline rush i don't <laughs> so that kind of thing has no draw to me whatsoever and i don't like obsessive amounts of gore i'm not a fan of being scared it's just, it's, not something I enjoy. <laughs> you don't like roller coasters, do you? I do not. <laughs> All right, this checks out. <laughs> I, I'm I'm understanding a lot more because you know we've we've talked about the horror movie thing in the past, and I had a lot of trouble. Like, why wouldn't you like them? I mean, some of them have good stories, and it's like because they affect you, and you don't like how they affect you. And I I appreciate that a lot. I'm I'm glad you said that rather than I find them boring. Because then yeah, I would have no. been, yeah. No, if anything, they're very well done. And I just, it, they get way too intense. And I, I can't know. 
<laughs> I, I enjoy the effect the most just because it's always been interesting to me, whether it's just words on a page or a pixel image, like an image made of a bunch of pixels or uh, just something I know that's fake, but it still causes a reaction in me. I feel that really interesting. Like when I read uh, Misery by Stephen King, like some of the stuff he wrote, even when she was gone, just the intensity and the fear that she could come back anytime while he was trying to escape. Just it's like, how does these words on this page? I'm over here in my house. I'm perfectly safe, but I feel like what this character is feeling in this book is insane to me. Yeah. Yep, I, I, I think tension is such a great tool in horror. Um, I'm gonna just stop for a second, kind of go around the table because we, you know, we're talking about David about what he doesn't like, and these are. I, I know Eric and I are really, really fascinated with horror. So I just want to kind of go around and get what people's introductions to horror was and what their attractiveness to it. And like, did that first thing have an influence across all of it? So um, we'll start with Ventex and then I'll do, and then we'll do Odin and then Erica. I watched uh, scary movies from a young age. My parents would let me. So I've watched like Hellraisers and stuff like that when I was younger. And um and then as I got older, I started uh, reading more. I'd always did well in school. And then I got onto Stephen King and that got me hooked as well. And just all the supernatural elements to it, it just seems like such a huge fantasy world that you can create. Pretty much anything can happen. And it's just, uh, that is what kind of appealed to me. And then, so since I got into it with movies and as I got older, it just continued to open up and I got to explore more and more. And then uh, now every time I'm playing a game um, on my YouTube, horror channel i always go like well this was well done or they could do this better and i kind of evaluate and kind of critique the game on its horror elements as well because i feel like with all my knowledge from reading and books and movies from a young age till now i have like a lot of experience and even if i'm not like technically an expert because i don't like do horror movies or films myself i feel like i have a good basis now after all that I, yeah, I think enthusiasts always have a little bit of skill in being able to check things out a little bit. I mean, you don't need to go to film school to know stuff. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Odin? Uh, my introduction to horror, I, I believe I saw the original Halloween. Uh, I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it on, on cable after the fact. But uh, I remember seeing Halloween and Halloween 2 and really liking them. Uh, I remember talking to a friend at school. who He had seen Friday the 13th, which I had. And he hadn't seen Halloween, so we talked back and forth about it a lot. Um, what draws me to it? it, it yeah, it's probably the, the, the pins and needles, the, 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 the anxiety. It's a lot of the feelings that Dave doesn't like, that David doesn't like. Um, kind of, it, it works for me a little bit. It's, it's eliciting a response, and it can can be enjoyable um and then, then there's also a lot of the, the cringy like uh you know i'm going back to it i just watched Brightburn. i actually turned it off for a while because it's like i don't want to watch this kid kill his mom come on you know <laughs> um but uh and that was early on in the movie too um overall what kept me to it yeah same thing the supernatural aspect i've always really liked monsters and horror movies boil it down to a more humanized uh sometimes more easily acceptable monster instead of a giant green radioactive one that steps on cities you've got some guy or or individual who has become a monster in their own right and are doing these horrific monstrous thing and um and then of course i like rubber movies movies so most horror movies are just full of rubber so it's uh you know all that works for me too because it's all the props and all the goofy things the creative ways in which uh they dispatch their victims using the props um savini was famous for using a real weapon on a fake head and that was actually 
innovative in the 80s when you started doing that. How, right? um, how old were you when you saw Halloween? Oh, sixth grade, so whatever that is. Um, um, that had to be... 10, 12? 10, 12, yeah. And how old were you when you found out it was William Shatner's ma- um, face mask? Or uh, much, face much mask? later. Probably I, I when I was working in the comic that. shop. Yeah, probably when I was working in the comic shop, going to be uh, the 90s, much later. Um, and I was a huge Star Trek fan, so yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I've grown up with scary stuff. Uh, nothing was filtered in my house. Um, so I, you know, I remember watching Elvira when I was like five and I know that's not super scary, but like for a young kid, it's like, oh, it kind of just said like being creepy and weird isn't a bad thing. Sometimes you're just creepy and weird and that's okay. So, um, I've just always liked scary things. Like I remember, well, this one scared, like scarred me as a kid. Um, My mom was watching, um, they rented um, killer clowns from outer space. (laughs) And I was real little. And uh, I remember my mom put me to bed and I was like, no, I want to watch what they're watching. You know, because nothing was ever censored for me. And so I remember sneaking out and I was hiding behind her recliner, like watching it. And something must have terrified me because I just started like screaming bloody murder. And my mom like scooped me up and took me into the bedroom. And uh, I've been afraid of clowns ever since. I still am. And even I'm an adult and I can like look at somebody and, and be like, just a person in makeup, just a person in makeup. And I cannot talk myself down. <laughs> No matter how hard I try. So, um, but my favorite things about horror movies as an adult is that feeling, that unknown, that supernatural aspect of it. Um, I like slashers. Those are great. Um, But my favorite ones are always the psychological horror movies. Always the ones that have like the hints hidden in plain sight. And as you're watching it and then you get to the end, like being like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. That's what was happening this whole. It was like right there um i always love those um and in the ones with ghosts because depending on the the one you're watching right it's either um it really is a ghost right or it's not and there's just this weird stuff so watching those it's always like trying to figure out which one it is and i really enjoy that too so yeah what about you bry you're muted. It helps if you're not muted. I, yeah. You know, it popped up with the, you're muted, and it popped up over the button and wouldn't let me touch the button. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just touch I, the button. My horror origin is similar to Ventex. Um, I had an aunt that let, that um didn't just let me watch horror movies she would just show me horror movies and i saw evil dead one right after it came out on vhs um that explains so much oh yeah i i think i saw poltergeist when i was younger than that my parents let me see it i don't think they really knew when they went to see it and took me i don't think they knew how scary it was going to be um because it was which is another really good clown scary movie Um, it (laughs) it terrified me of clowns i actually my parents helped me get over my clown fear though when i was a kid for halloween one year they dressed me up as one and i wasn't afraid of them anymore Hmm. um but um that's a hard pass no but i saw i saw hellraiser i saw um i don't remember exactly what it was called but there was this movie called I, i i actually do remember what it was called it was called demons and it was like this, like really trippy '80s horror movie. Um, it was like blue, either red eyes or blue eyes. I have it scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, and then I saw it when I was older and was like, "That's not scary." Um, Hellraiser was a big one for when I was little. 
because it desensitized me to blood in movies. The, the skin thing didn't scare me. I was like, that is too freaky for it to be real. Um, but the, the realistic effect really like enamored me. I thought it was amazing. Um, but I did get nightmares from those movies and I still like sometimes like when I'm trying to fall asleep, I have trouble falling asleep because the image of pinhead pops into my vision. Um, oh, when I love nightmares <laughs> on a, on a really dark, on a really dark night. Like if I have to draw blinds over a window, I always imagine pinhead's face popping up in front of the window. I've done that ever since I was a little kid. It's like well, I try to scare myself all the time. Yeah. Um, Pennywise the Clown is another one that if I'm in, if it's a scary kind of night and I look outside, my imagination will imagine Pennywise popping up in front of the window. That's it's, the only clown that never scared me because I love Tim Curry. And by the time, like I had, <laughs> I had already watched like Rocky Horror Picture Show and everything, and I just love clue everything right so as an adult finally i can't remember who it was was like okay well we're, we have to watch this and i was like okay but isn't that about a clown and they were like yeah and i was like all right and then it got to the clown part i didn't know Kim, tim curry was in it i got to the clown part and i went that's tim curry i'm okay this is fine he's great <laughs> he's awesome that's <laughs> great yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there were, that's where we are. I, I really wanted to just kind of learn that, like where, where yeah. everybody got into it from. So David, I, it's I, your I, turn. No, 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 no. I, I, I just want to say something real quick. Um, I'm not completely horror movie ignorant. I was a film miner when I was going to school for a while. Um, I have watched a lot of, uh, review videos and I've seen a lot of synopsises and shortened versions of, I've seen enough horror movies now that it's. Not as big of a deal with me, but it's still not a genre I flock to easily. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of the classics. I watch them in bright rooms with lots of other people. <laughs> I I have a question for you as a film film miner. Then, mm. um, what do you think of Spielberg's use of light in Poltergeist? Because it's the only time I've ever heard of a movie making light the scary thing rather than the yeah. Dark. It was he was. A lot of things were revolutionized in those early ones. Things that were done in Poltergeist set the set precedent for what would be done in other horror movies for decades. To I, come. I guess giving Spielberg all the credit isn't good. Toby Hooper. No, he doesn't get all the movie, it, but, but um, oh really? There, oh, yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of rumors that Spielberg was directing it over Toby Hooper's shoulder, shoulder, but they can't mm. admit to that. Um, so David, your turn to ask um, Erica a question, and then we'll go to free uh, for all. All right, let's see. Uh, All right, uh, Erica, what's the scariest movie you've seen? I don't know. They don't really scare me. The only one I can think of that actually scared me was one Brian and I saw uh, years ago. Uh, I think Brian's better at storytelling than I am. Oh, that time we saw The Ring and went and... I think we got punished for sneaking into the theater because we snuck into the theater. It um it was so <laughs> we were staying at Erica's dad's and um he was in the military so his apartment was often empty and that freaky stuff always happened in that apartment anyway. We were so scared after seeing the ring that we were like paying playing rock paper scissors to who got to run to the apartment and unlock the door. <laughs> Wow. We were so scared by that movie. And I don't understand why some people don't find that movie scary because we were terrified. 
Yeah, I ha- I haven't really watched it in years, to be honest. So I don't know if it would still scare me. But I remember on the drive home, we were driving back and I'm driving. And I just kept looking in my rearview mirror, just waiting, waiting for her to like pop up. And I was like, this is so creepy. And then we went back to my dad's apartment uh, in, in, it was, in, we were in San Diego at the time. And, um, and weird things already always did happen in that apartment. Like you walk by the kitchen and all the cabinets would be closed you walk by later and all the cabinets are open and like we we don't know why but like it was just always creepy stuff happening and so we went from watching a scary movie to going to a creepy apartment and it it just was a culmination of like events so but that was the last time i remember being scared from a horror movie we had forgotten something in the car and neither of us would go and i think we ended up like huddling up back to back and like shuffling to the car and grabbing it together and going back to the apartment oh wow yeah i remember i saw that movie when i was in high schoolish with a bunch of friends at my house and then at the time my parents had a pool and so it was like dark and we decided to turn off the pool light and go night <laughs> swimming after we saw marine <laughs> i was nice. i was in college at the time and i was studying multimedia so after i saw the ring i um I don't remember. I mean, this would have been pre-YouTube, but there was a place you could download the video um, because they were doing some kind of viral marketing thing. And um, I downloaded the video and I used the equipment in the multimedia lab to rip it onto a VHS. And we used that VHS for pranks all over the place. Oh, we had a we had a great <laughs> oh, one. One of our uh, professors was actually a friend of ours, and um, she had a um, foreign exchange student from Mexico who had long dark hair. And <laughs> so what we did is we went over there, knowing she was still in class, and we went over to her house and um, oh, we like shit. turned off all the lights and we like primed the <laughs> the recorder to go on and we like all hid and we had uh so when you walked in the front door there was like a big sliding glass door and what we did is we had her uh outside of the patio uh, waiting and so when uh she came in we like hit play on the vhs and it's like all the lights were on the tv just comes on and starts playing the video and she she was like this isn't funny this isn't funny and then she, she like walks towards the kitchen where the sliding glass door is and then our exchange student like comes up on the glass it was great she just she she jumped because she wasn't expecting her to be there not because she was scared of anything else but it was probably one of the best pranks we've I ever think she was like oh there's some kind of witch outside that's original I remember I was hiding in the closet with the remote control and when I hit the button even though I helped Erica plan the whole thing and knew it was going to happen when I hit the button and heard that sound at the beginning of the video I jumped <laughs> So, Erica, it is your turn to ask me a question, and then we will go to free-for-all. Um, if you had to pick, like, part of a horror genre, so, like, slasher or, you know, ghost or, you know, whatever, all the different types of genres within the horror movies, which which one would you prefer to watch? Which is your favorite? Uh, period ghosts. Period ghosts? Yeah, um, something like, oh, what was that Nicole Kidman, Kidman movie? Oh, The others. others. The Others, yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite. Or that... Um, um, haunting on Hill House with the different with the different flashbacks uh, mm. from Netflix. I really enjoyed that. I 
Um, I, I think anything with ghosts, but especially period, because Insidious, the Insidious series is one of my favorite movies. And I'm hoping that it continues. I'm hoping the pandemic didn't kill it because I am I really want to see those continue. I can't think of her name. Odin, you could probably tell me. Um, the lady who played the psychic in Insidious. She also oh, wow. played the school nurse in Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a conjuring. Was right? she in that too? Because Insidious is where the little kids would kill. What was that Insidious? That I was... That the was little kids um, would kill? The little kids... That was sinister. Sinister, gotcha. No, and um, <laughs> he's a conjuring too. Yeah, I believe no, let me, the fourth let me, one's coming up. Let me look her up. Um, right. I don't know if I'm off the top of my head. Famiga something is an actress's name. Coming this fall. Sarah horror Farmiga. movie. Lin Lin Shay. Lin Shay. She's a she's a horror icon. Lin Shay. She's been in hmm. a million things. Um, she did a pretty good job recently in the Grudge remake. I actually I enjoyed it. It was good. The um it's a miniseries on Netflix. It's good. Oh, cool. Yeah, it treats itself as uh it treats itself as a true story that the Grudge movies are based on. Oh, interesting. Rather than being just another sequel. Hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Um, so now it's my turn to ask Ventex a question, but this is where we flip things on its head. And after you answer your questions, you're trying to ask a question. You can ask it to anybody. And we will do this until we're out of time. Um, so I am going to ask you. Um, I've run out of sample questions. <laughs> yeah, now you got to come up with it on your own. Now this is when I go, what is your favorite piece of horror media? <laughs> Um, mine has to be movies, definitely. I enjoy all of them. Oh, I, what I, I didn't mean like specific kind of media. I meant like including books and movies and mm -hmm. video games or whatever. What's your favorite thing? What's your if favorite? You to, if you had to pick one, media? yeah, if I had to pick one. Movies, definitely. No, no, yeah, no. Which what, movie? Name a title. No, oh, which movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, not like not what kind of yeah, not what category of media, but one specific media, like a book or a movie or whatever. Hmm. That's oh, also that hard. That's that's more difficult than if I have to narrow it down to like one specific. I'll narrow like, it down to movies then because you picked movies. <laughs> because if it's one specific, I think I'd rather go with a book that I read, uh, Misery, because that just stuck with me. Um, I could do I could do one per each media. All right. That really sticks out to me. Yeah. So Misery was probably the book that stuck up out to me the most after I read it. Uh, for movies, the most recent one that had me think. Thinking about it for weeks and weeks was Midsommar. That movie was. I love that movie. movie. That movie was so good. I'm so old. so good. I haven't seen that one yet because I, I've been. I haven't either. I'd like to. to. I've yeah, been it's too by afraid to. Uh, Ari Oster, who also did a really popular one with the same kind of actress. I forget who it was, but he yeah. his is very artistic. Like the way he sets it up and everything, and like in the in Midsummer, he kind of gives you the stir the story, the whole story at the very beginning on this kind of like blanket kind of that they have thrown out there, and then he just goes through it, but it's in a way that keeps you thinking. And then, like I said, I was thinking about that movie for like weeks after it's done. Uh, yeah, and as far I watched, as oh, sorry, I was gonna say I I watched that movie like twice and like almost in a row, like two days in a row, because when as you watch it, like you miss stuff. Like he's so artistic in the way that he puts it together. Like yeah, I've, I've seen all, scenes. It's all beautiful. the answers are like right there, like everything. And that that's why I love movies like that. Um, and then I, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. I was like, what did I miss? I want to see what I missed. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> as far as games, uh, uh, the one 
that I have the most hours in that where Erica found me from, I believe, is Phasmophobia. So I'll always go back to that one. That's a ghost hunting game. Um, yeah, I, I haven't played it. Can you describe it? Uh, so basically you start out with uh, some equipment, like a spirit box, a writing book where the ghost can write in, an EMF reader, uh, just kind of all the basic ghost kind of equipment that you see in most movies. Uh, and then you go inside and then you have to get three pieces of evidence to try to identify the ghost, whether it's a Oni or a Revenant or a Poltergeist or a Spirit. There's like a whole bunch of different types. You have to get specific times of evidence to identify it. And then there's also optional objectives like take a picture of the ghost or um, smudge an area using a smudge stick. Um, so every time though, there's always ghost events and they're randomized. And so a ghost might just pop out at you or you might get a breath in your ear or something like that. So uh, I like the kind of element that kind of mixes it up because you could play it pretty much the same way every time because you're just going in there getting the evidence and getting out but the way the ghost interacts with you makes it new experience each time yeah that that is how i came across uh Vintex and how he became a honorary member of our household because we watch him <laughs> every weekend <laughs> and throughout the week because amelia loves him um and it was because um matt kerbal who's been on the podcast before texted me in the middle of the night and he goes have you played Phasmophobia yet? And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what that is. And he's like, you have to get on Steam. You have to download it and you have to play it. So I did. And I was going through, I was trying to learn the controls. I wasn't really sure. I knew it was hunting ghosts. I didn't know how each of the things worked. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch YouTube. Um, So you were like one of the only people on YouTube doing videos at that time. And I started watching you and I was like, oh, he's like really calm about this. Okay. Maybe it's not as scary as I think. <laughs> <laughs> because when when you put that you know your headphones on and you're playing the game they have this background noise once you enter the house that's very i think that's the most unnerving thing about the game to me isn't like the ghost popping out or the random events or and stuff like that it's just like this almost white noise that's shh that you hear and it's very very unnerving um and so i was sitting there watching Vintex like go through and play these and like best tips that like at one point you're like put all your equipment up on the front porch so you can grab it real quick because you have like this timer before start shit starts to get real weird mm. um and, and i'm sitting there watching this and amelia comes in she goes what's this and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like oh it's a youtube thing about a video game a ghost hunting video game she goes oh and she sits down and she just starts watching and watching and watching with me and all of a sudden um and and i emailed Vintex this um when i first reached out to him and joined his patreon um because amelia being 13 she and i are having very difficult time finding things that we can both agree on and we can both like and uh and so Vintex has become the thing that we can agree on <laughs> all the time. So we're always watching his videos together. So thank you very much for that. Of course. My pleasure. So yeah, I I like to kind of minimize my horror experiences with games. So I don't really overreact. I think we talked a little bit about this before the podcast, but I don't really overreact in my videos. I don't scream. I don't like freak out. If you see me jump, then I actually jumped for real. It's not all stage or anything. <laughs> So I try to bring like truth and honesty to my let's play. So uh, I think that's why Erica keeps watching because she sees me be calm in these tense situations. And I'm, that's just me. <laughs> Very much. And I think my, my other favorite thing is uh, your sarcastic remarks as you're going through. Just it's almost, I feel like you read my 
mind sometimes. Like you'll go through and you'll be like, well, of course you did that. And I just, I just crack up laughing every time. It's very enjoyable. So, so David, yes. So, you know, I know horror is not your thing, but you know, all the iconic ones. Yeah. Uh, ultimate death battle. Who do you think comes out on top? It's, I mean, it'd be hard to say between the guys that are actually immortal and the (laughs) ones that, uh, the ones that just keep getting back up even after you've dismembered them and it'd be a very long fight but uh, if i had to pick one i think it would be uh either i mean the, the iconic two would have to be freddy and jason and of the two of them i'd have to go with jason solid pick i we like gotta, freddy. we gotta yeah. take this one around the table i'm i'm <laughs> i'm gonna go next and then right. just and then just call names um but i'm i'm just gonna name the character and move on so uh chucky Okay. Oh yeah, Erica. Uh, sorry, I'm going through all of them in my head. Hold on. I think that the alien from Aliens. Uh, Odin. Odin. Um, we were seeing it before. The very first thing came to mind being the smart aleck that I enjoy being. It's like, oh, Killdozer would win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> barely David remembers Killdozer. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh yes. All right, but uh, but something more realistic. Um. Oh, you can pick the Sharknado. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The one thing I can honestly say about Asylum, just as, as a company, uh, I, I know they were kind of poorly managed, but I bet that was a fun company to work for, uh, <laughs> the people that made those movies. They did a lot of filming in Long Beach. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of a lot of like, oh, they're making one of those quick. Let's make one too. Well, I was um, a security guard down at the port of Long Beach, uh, oh. over by the Queen Mary while they were filming Queen uh while they were filming Titanic 2. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I'll I'll do that. I'll, I'll choose something else, uh, uh, a screwball. Uh the piranhas from Piranha 2. They quit. There oh, we go. I agree. <laughs> they were almost supernatural. Yeah. Uh, Ven- almost supernatural. <laughs> Ventex, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna go with something kind of a curveball here. I'm gonna go with the blob. Oh, there you go. That's a good choice. Uh, just disintegrate anybody that comes towards him. Jason comes towards him, he just consumes him. <laughs> Fair nice. I I the reason why I picked Chucky is because the obvious answer I thought would be one of the big supernatural ones like Pinhead, but then I realized Chucky would probably figure out how the puzzle box works. So yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. kind of someone you would underestimate. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, right. you can punt him, so it's not like <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> hey, Chucky, what they what a lot of people don't realize about Chucky is Chucky knew the magic stuff to do the ritual, so he'd be able to read, he'd be able to understand things like Pinhead's puzzle box. Eh, fair enough. Yep. Um, David, your question. Anyone? Oh right. Um. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we are out of sample questions. Shit. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'll go Odin. What would you say is the most influential horror franchise? Most influential horror franchise? Mm-hmm. It's probably Friday the 13th. Okay. As far as, as, far as the like franchise, that definitely... 17 of them, or many there are now? <laughs> yeah, all, all 46. Yeah, um... The introduction, especially with the first one coming immediately after Halloween and whatnot, that was yeah, it, it, it really solidified the splatter cinema, and and we're still uh, enjoying the repercussions of that. So um, probably that. I'm trying to think of if I want to say about anything earlier, you know, like the Hammer films or or anything like that. And still, it's like no, no. I mean, I love Roger Corman stuff. Still, I think that's as far as the franchise go. That's it. All right, nice. Your turn. My turn. Uh, 
Um, Bintex, here's a good chance for you to counter my statement. Do you, uh, do you agree with, with, with my generalization, or do you have better insight with your knowledge? Uh, as far as franchise, like a string of movies, I would say uh, it would be the toss-up between uh, Friday the 13th and Halloween. Both of those, I think, kind of cemented themselves, and then everything else grew from them. Uh, I would say one of the big single movies that came out that influenced a lot of people was uh, the original Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a horror movie that you can't really sleep on. It destroyed and freaked people out like crazy. So, <laughs> yep, that one was a tough. Off to side, it is the scariest one of all time. That was a tough set. I a little note, a little trivia about Halloween. Um, Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers was the first appearance of Paul Rudd. Really? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. First movie he was ever in. And then in, uh, Friday the 13th was Johnny Depp's first appearance. Yep. Right? No, you're thinking Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, oh, yeah Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought it was Kevin Bacon's first appearance, but Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of Nightmare on Elm Street um, 3, it says, introducing Larry Fishburne. Wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that that's uh, he he plays like an orderly in the in the in the asylum. Okay, okay. right. Well, there's yeah. a he didn't go by Larry for long. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good segue I... question. Uh, so of course, right at third, or not Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street, the iconic scene is where Freddy pulls her up onto the ceiling, and then just a shower of blood comes pouring out from the bed. What is Erica? the most iconic and memorable horror movie scene that you've ever kept with you all these years? Probably Johnny Depp, like bursting into a puddle of blood on the bed. Like that, when I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I didn't expect it. Like, I mean, you, 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 you see a lot of the, you know, Freddy and everything, but like, I just didn't expect like a bed of blood, I guess. Like, didn't, they I, that, use, that really didn't they use the same inverted room to do the Johnny Depp blood spray that mm-hmm. they did with the, um, the invert that with the, the girl getting killed on the ceiling? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I think they did. The yeah. Where they like dumped gallons of blood out of an upside down <laughs> bed. And then just flipped it. So much. <laughs> so much. So much. More than a human body, probably. <laughs> uh, well, for me, that, that, that scene for me is always uh, the elevator in The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's that's a, I, I think that may be one of the most iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was really, I was really sad um, because uh, last year, um, of course, pandemic and everything, but my friend Stephanie and I, um, because I'm very short um, and she is also very short and we both are short with dark hair and very pale um, and we work together and everybody always mistakes her for me or me for her in the hallways until we like turn around. Um, Since uh, I started working at my uh, job, Every Halloween, we dress up as something together because of that. <laughs> so, oh, so, nice. So one year, um, we were the double mint twins. So we were like dressed in like green dresses and I had like little bike handles and we like pretended we were riding like a bike around the, the office and stuff. And but last year we were like, OK, we're finally going to do the shining. And I purchased the blue dresses and the <laughs> shoes and everything so that we would be perfect like perfectly matched for it 
because I, I did it after Halloween, uh, knowing we'd wear them the next Halloween because it was going to be less expensive that way. Mm. And then the pandemic hit. And now they're just sitting up in my closet waiting for us to be able to dress up for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it this You'll get it this year, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. All right. So I guess that makes it my question. Um, and I actually want to ask everybody this. So we'll go down the line. Uh, David, you get to go first. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, what, so we know that horror movies can also be comedy, right? Mm. So what is your favorite horror movie that is also a comedy? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, horror movie that's also a comedy. I mean, some that are just funny for some reason, some that are actually trying to be funny are great. It doesn't um, really matter whether they're trying or not. Some of them are just funny. Yeah, yeah. Some of the classical, I, I some of the classic ones are great. I'm uh, one of the biggest funny ones I remember seeing not too long ago was uh, the the one by the uh, the, the guys that do the uh, Super Troopers. I can't think of their name, but Club Dread, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one was that one was pretty funny. They did a pretty good job of making it scary in places too. Yeah. Even though Broken Lizard, that was. That was the group. Yeah. Yeah. That one that one was pretty funny. Brian, that's you? I'm letting yeah, I'm I was just gonna let you lead everyone through it. Um <clears throat> I um funny, um probably Freddy's dead. Okay. Yeah, was it is it Freddy's dead the final nightmare, I think? That one cracked me up. The the scene where he the guy is falling and Freddie like wheels a spiked bat out cracks me up. And there's also the video game with the power glove is in that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that I, I think that was when they they just gave up and Freddie just became a comic character. Um yeah, so yeah, probably Freddie's Dead, I, I think is my funniest scary movie. All right, and going in order on my Zoom, by the way, that's how I'm going in order. So, Vintex, uh. uh, what about you? Uh, one that was supposed to be a slasher, but it's more comedy than horror. Uh, it's actually on Netflix, I believe. It's a uh, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That one is very funny. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, everything about that movie, just from the start where he's trying to uh, like laugh to be endearing to the girl at the gas station, it just comes off as creepy. Where he's having, I think he has a scythe in his hands as well, and just <laughs> how misunderstood those characters were, just kind of flipped it on its head. It was awesome. I d- I did enjoy that because you see it from their perspective, and they're like, "What are you doing? Don't run into the wood chipper." <laughs> 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 like you just see it from their perspective it, it that mm. that one really is funny. Uh, officer all these college kids have just came over here and started killing themselves on our property <laughs> <laughs> all right odin that's you what about you uh I, I think my favorite one that's more deadpan funny but i just find it uh is cabin in the woods i really it's, it's all the referential humor in that yes. i love that movie yeah. that one is i i remember my friend was like uh my friend elijah was like have you seen this and i was like no and he goes oh oh you're gonna love this and we sat down <laughs> and we watched it and mm. i i just could not stop laughing it was it was so on point it was really really yeah. good mm. i just wish uh, a lot of those monsters in there i was like i want to see more of that monster yeah right? like the, the sugar plum fairy yeah, Lydia, <laughs> yeah. I, guess. I i i do have to say i'm a little amazed no one here myself included uh failed to mention uh, evil dead 3 uh, army of darkness i thought about evil dead 2 that one's got a lot of funny in it that was probably my I, favorite I, I have trouble movie, thinking but... of either of those as horror movies. Really? Yeah. And I, Evil Dead, yes. 
Evil Dead two and three. I can't. I have. I. I okay. They're, they're just comedy fantasy movies to me. Okay. Go yeah. Um, and then I guess I'll end it because uh, I didn't answer my own question. But uh, I. Uh, I think uh, thirteen ghosts is is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I don't know if anybody else remembers that one. The Glass House. Mm-hmm. I remember, remember it. I don't remember it being funny. I watched it when I was younger, so I, I just was fascinated by the ghosts and their backstory. I remember the first time I looked at it or watched it. I went to YouTube and I wanted to know all about the backstory and lore because I found that fascinating. Matthew Lillard is so funny in that movie. He's hilarious in that movie. He makes the whole movie work. Yeah. Uh, it, I That whole series of movies, but I think it was a Dark Castle. I think so. Yeah, that it's almost like a spiritual trilogy because they did the House on Haunted Hill, Thirteen Ghosts, and Ghost Ship, and each one tops the other, and they're all good. They're, I, I like them all. I, I love the effects. I mean, I love the the guy getting cut in half. That is so mm-hmm. fascinating in Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, where the the glass comes and he just like you see like the half of him slide down the glass. I I remember saying that 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 was hilarious. I saw that in the theater. And I, I still, I know the effects are kind of dated now, but that movie blew me away when it came out. I, I love those movies. What do you think about the effects in that movie, Odin? I definitely remember the guy sliding out of the glass. And uh, it's been a while since I saw I saw that on DVD um, way back when DVDs were new. Um, so I actually don't remember well enough to have a good opinion on it. Um, immediately, I think of the horse of the glass from the cube. Um, not the cube. What was one of the horse of the glass? That was the... The other one where they're doing the... That's the, the cell. The cell. Thank you, yeah. yes. The horse um, with the glass in that was really good. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who's in that. In the cell? Yeah. Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez? That's and, what I was thinking. Oh, God. What's his name? From and, Law and, and Order Criminal Intent. Oh, yeah. Not, not Jeff Fahey, but... Um, hold on. Hooray, internet. <laughs> Yay, internet. <laughs> yeah, he's not praying when he looks up. He's, he's looking at his other monitor. Yeah, I have a, I have a, um, <laughs> a big monitor above. It looks like he's, I'm praying. Uh, you're praying to the internet. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, right. That was my introduction to Vincent D'Onofrio. When he showed up on Law and Order Criminal Intent, I was like, that's the dude from The Cell. <laughs> <laughs> and from um, uh, Salton Sea. If you've never seen The Sultan Sea, it's a great movie. It's it's Val Kilmer and it's awesome. Yeah, I have not seen it. Her, Neither have I. I lost track of whose question it is. Uh, Erica uh, asked everybody. I was asked a question. You asked, asked everybody. You get to pick who asked the question, Erica. What? You get to pick who asked the question. Uh, Odin. All right. Because he's the all father. Yeah, I'm the all father. I, I should have a question. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, right? It's not I, right. I have exactly. I have, I have one I have one queued up. Yeah, I have if one you, as well. Yeah. Oh, please, please take over. That's fine. Go ahead, Ventex. I'll save mine. Okay. Uh what is a horror movie uh that you wish like would have a sequel or coming out that hasn't been announced already? I'll answer this because I have a question queued up. Um my answer to that is um insidious. Um, the, I love that series. 
I have loved every single one that has come out. The sequels have been just as good. Um, to um, I, I'm just can't wait for there to be another one. I love that there's time travel in it. I love that um, it mixes the scares with fantasy, so you don't get bored with jump scares and stuff, mm-hmm. and it stays novel. It also keeps their jump scares kind of novel. One of the things I like about Insidious is they don't cue the jump scares. They don't do anything to make you think something's going to happen. They literally scare the crap out of you as a surprise, just like the characters would be. They don't play music before the jump scare. There's no loud noise associated with the jump scare. There may be creepy music but it's it's a good scare i'm very much looking forward to that um i do want to flip i'm going to tweak your question answer it a little differently though a horror movie that i would love to see rebooted um i want to see um evil dead done again but army of darkness i want to see an army of darkness reboot they redid evil dead they redid evil dead and i enjoyed the evil dead remake i thought it was was very good. good The Star Show was good too. And um, it's been confirmed after the Evil Dead remake that it's a sequel. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's different actors, but it's the same universe, same cabin. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So um I um they when they originally did it, they did the scene with Bruce Campbell after the credits, just kind of as a nod to fans. And then later on, Sam Raimi was like, yes, it's in the same universe. I've talked to the director. We've agreed on it. The director and the writer. It's yeah, it absolutely is. Um, but they've they're still trying to keep that series going. I, I thought <laughs> Ash with the Ash versus the Evil Dead was a good series. Um, it was. I'm going to use the my time in the spotlight to talk about one of my favorite pieces of horror media. Um, so Freddy vs. Jason was a movie that came out. Um, there was a sequel to it in comic book form because a script um, was submitted, but the studios couldn't agree on licenses because it was Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. And Dark Horse did a comic based on the script. Hmm. Then they did a sequel to it where it was Ash versus Freddy versus Jason, but it was every single side character that survived Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th franchise. And it's one (laughs) of the coolest things I've ever read. Even the Corey Feldman character comes back. Oh, that's it's funny. Amazing. The the girl with psychokinetic powers from Friday the thirteenth, who beat Jason at the end by telekinetically strapping him to the lake, chaining him to the bottom of the lake is in it. It it's one of the coolest things I've ever read. I'll have to pick that up. That does sound interesting. I think I bought it on Comixology a while back. I, I, I'd like to reread it. It was very, very good. The um one of my favorite scenes in Ash versus um a Freddy versus Jason is um, they do this iconic thing where Freddy is going on about how he's going to use an Necronomicon to um, Freddy's going to use an Necronomicon to make the dream world reality. And Ash shows up and he's like, we'll never let you do this. We will stop you. And he's got a team of teenagers that worked at the S-Mart. <laughs> and he's like, you're not going to get away with this. We'll stop you. And Freddy's like, I just did it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so yeah um my question is um let's see ah i'll i'll go with this this probably be a good one to go around the table but i'm gonna go with erica on this name in a scene in a movie that's not intended to be scary that scared the poop out of you when you were little Uh, probably anything in the killer clowns from outer space because (laughs) that's not intended to be scary 
Is that you know, movie intended to be scary? Because killer I Clowns from Outer Clowns. Space is a horror movie. Well, yes. Okay, so, I, so I've not watched it as an adult because I can't. I've tried, you know, like the face your fear thing, blah, blah. Can't do it. I can't uh, eat cotton candy anymore after that movie, after I saw that movie. So I understand. I mean, but when I look at the cover of the movie, I'm like, is it supposed to be scary? I don't know. So that's my answer. You may not okay. like it. That's my answer, and I'm not changing it. Okay, what about you, Odin? Yeah, you're making me think. I'm not really sure now. That wasn't supposed to be scary? Yeah, just a regular movie that scared you when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's... I, I can remember things that scared me as a kid, especially because we're always like going to go visit Grandma, right? And for whatever reason, they're always watching horror movies. And, and you end up running down the hallway so the things in the dark wouldn't get you. But that was like Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price or some other movie that's got a... Literally, the kid has a pizza cutter and he's running along the, the, the handrail of the stairs. And you've got this like wicker back uh, wheelchair that runs around upstairs. And I don't remember what movie that is at all. But um, I can't think of anything that was specifically not supposed to be scary. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, just a regular movie with a scary scene. With a scary scene, right. I'm... I'll think on it. Can okay. I get a can I get a pause? Yeah. Okay. I know mine. I need to change an answer from earlier when uh, Ventex asked me about iconic scenes in horror movies, and I immediately thought of Johnny Depp. I have to change it because I just thought of this because of your question, Brian. Okay. Was Pet Cemetery when the boy cuts his Achilles heel <gasps> with the scalpel? <laughs> that still, as I walk by my bed as an adult. I walk very quickly away from my bed because I oh. because of that scene. So sorry. I agree. It freaked me <laughs> out so anything. bad. Um, David, you said you have one. Yeah, my answer was uh, the scene uh, in the movie Independence Day. Once they get to Area Fifty One with the alien, when they start to do the autopsy, it always scared the shit out of me as a kid. Oh, when he like hits the glass. But that that whole thing that would the whole surgery scene thing just always yeah. scared the shit out of me. I um I I'll share mine and then I'll ask Ventex. Um, for me it was um never ending story when they're going through the Sphinx gate. Ooh, okay. Scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Um, a lot of scenes in that movie scared me, but that was the one that sticks in my head. Um, tied for that is most scenes in the Dark Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Um, Ventex, you got one? Uh, for me, I don't know if it's necessarily scary, but it makes me like cringe every time, and I just like I can't watch it. Uh, but the Birds of Prey, uh, there's a guy in the club with his feet just kind of lounged out, and then Harley jumps and lands on his knees and oh, bends Jesus. his knees oh, yeah. the other way. Oh, Jesus. Anytime I see like a horrific injury, like something like that, it just like I just oh. feel it, even though uh, <laughs> I'm just Car accident, meet Joe Black is one of the ones that makes me cringe. Yeah, that one's bad too. Yeah. Odin, you still look stunned. Oh. <laughs> I still am, yeah. It <laughs> was so long ago. Um, I, I can't place it. There's things that I remember with, with uh, like like people who were uh, trapped in somewhere and ended up drowning because of what they were trapped in, but they had you know, the ability to visually see each other. Oh, um, I, 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 I will accept but I that. Can't, I can't place the movie specifically It's because like, it's not The Abyss. It's older than that. You say it almost but, sounds like, it sounds like The Abyss. Adventure. Yeah. 
Um, could be Poseidon. I saw Poseidon, the original Poseidon adventure with uh, well, yeah, Borg. Uh, but that's beyond the Poseidon adventure. And Gene Hackman. Yeah, I saw those in the theater. Oh, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing Jaws two in the theater. I don't think I saw Jaws theater. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. Anyway. So, um, since we ended on Odin, it's your question. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Got it back to me. Um. So something I'm kind of slightly curious on. I uh, another horror thing that I've been enjoying is uh, there's a whole Reddit uh, page called No Sleep, and it's a bunch of just fan fiction, effectively. Right? Oh my god! But um, I've enjoying like the Skinwalker stories and and some of the other weird monsters they they, they come up with, and of course the SCP, which is not No Sleep, but something else. So uh, Ventex, are you ever looking at anything like that as part of your horror um, collection of stuff? Is it is it some of the internet spawn horror is that anything that's uh on your radar definitely definitely i think it's called crypt tv they have a bunch of different horrors like the look see and stuff like that there was this one in particular i forget what the name of the boy was but uh it was a story that this person made up where it was this kid with this like you fall asleep and you're allowed to ask him two or three questions and it's a boy with like a big indention in his head and if you ask him more than two or three questions then he'll kill you and so the person who's telling the story ends up dreaming and he dreams of him and then one dream he asks him a question and then another dream he asks him three other questions so he asks him one more and then he suddenly starts like seeing him and then they have like these little images I'm sure are photoshopped and everything like that where it's like the cats are by the door and then you see like the outline of the boy with his indent head and then it's just like that yeah it's fascinating what people come up with like Slenderman for instance that wasn't a thing right. until they made it up yeah yep Sire Head too yeah mm-hmm. I, I love the Slenderman game that was that was fun it was I, stupid it was I simple I want to share <laughs> No Sleep Reddit is how I found out about Baraska which has to be one of the scariest things I've ever listened to it's a podcast based on a No Sleep story and Cole Sprouse produced it and it is terrifying yeah because, no thanks um, <laughs> I will warn Anyone who listens to Baraska, there are sexual assault triggers in it. Um, be- Baraska got me. I think it might be the best story I've ever found that was a creepy pasta because it's um, it makes you everything makes you think it's supernatural or something, and it ends up being something very real, and it's terrifying. It. I. I just. I just finished. I. I listened to it, and then I read the whole thing, and I'm still a little traumatized by it. It's. It's really, really good, but it's. It's one of those horror stories that gets you. Just it. It. It horrifies you because of the subject matter, and it scares the crap out of you. Yeah, that is. Uh, that is ten pounds of nope in a five pound bag. It's the reason I don't. It's the reason I don't read. I actually. I. One of the things I I can agree with David on is I don't read Stephen King because I don't like how Stephen King makes me feel. I don't read Stephen King at all. I love Stephen King. I've read other horror authors, but Stephen King goes to places that I can't handle myself going and in my head. And I just don't, I can't, I can't do Stephen King. I, my mom uh, started giving me Stephen King books when I was like 10 because, uh, which was way too early, by the way, <laughs> just, just for record. Like I didn't get scared or anything, but there were some uh, adult things that I don't think she anticipated being in there. Yeah. Um, See, I started with Tolkien and then graduated to Clancy. So. <laughs> 
But I, when I was little, I read all the goosebumps, right? Like I just tore through all the goosebumps um, in like third grade or something like that. Mm. Cause I've always had a, a very high reading level. I was reading like college level when I was like fourth or fifth grade or something like that. Yeah. So See, like, no, uh, there's a difference. See, I didn't read goosebumps. I read Animorphs. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, but I ran out of Goosebumps books and I needed something to read. And my mom knew like, I loved all things scary. Like when X-Files came out, like I was like you when we used to watch commercials. Right. So like I saw the commercials for X-Files <laughs> like as a kid and I was like, okay, all right. And I had it like marked on the calendar and what time <laughs> because I, the commercial was so good. Like it was, had me sucked into it. And then, um, like my brother was watching, he was watching something, uh, and like, I think it was, it came on at eight or nine o'clock at night or whatever it was. And like, I just like went over to the TV and changed the channel. And he's like, Hey, I was watching that. I was like, Nope. Calendar waiting for months. Mine. (laughs) And I like kicked him out of the living room. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it was, it was about, I was 10 years old. My mom started just buying Stephen King novels and giving them to me. So I, I, I love it. I've never been scared of it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. Then Tex, do you know what they're talking about? Uh, I mean, of course, there's some things in the books that they don't put in movies for that reason. Like yeah. In It specifically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I read that book. And when I got to that part, I was like... Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> All great reactions to that part. But yeah, so there's some things that certain types of media can do that others can't. <laughs> right. But I guess since uh, Odin asked me that question, I guess it'll be my turn. I have a round table question. But actually, we are out of time. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Bonus episode content there. Gotcha. Um, But since since you were talking, why don't you promote some stuff you're doing right now? (laughs) Yes, uh, Resident Evil Village just came out. So I will be live streaming Village on my YouTube channel. Looking forward to that. Uh, Resident Evil 7 was a lot of fun. I've heard a lot of good things about this one. So, Where do people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at just search Ventex, V-E-N-T-T-E-X, and I'll come up. I got tons of videos. I think I got like over 300, 400 videos now. Wow. I, I usually wow. do one a day. One a day and use, maybe sometimes one a day in a live stream as well. Oh, wow. Cool. Where do people find you on Twitch? Same thing? Just search for it? Uh, yeah, you can find me Ventex on Twitch, but I'm more of a YouTuber at this point. Oh, do you do live on YouTube? Yes, yes. I okay. do live a lot. I just, I still think of streaming through Twitch and I forget people use other platforms. Yeah, YouTube's <laughs> definitely gotten a lot better. They're they're trying to compete and YouTube's got the money to do it. So, <laughs> what Are about... you doing Resident Evil tonight or Phasma? I'm probably going to start Resident Evil uh, tonight. I'm going to probably walk my dog Toby and then get started. Okay. What about you, Odin? Um, can you give us a sneak peek on any props that are coming up? Um, well, let's see. We're not a, not a, you don't have to show us visually, but <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> Awesome. I get to play with a 3D, uh, a new we, Resident we Evil actually... Predator, so I make an box from, uh, nice. from 2, the greatest Marvel movie. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just want everyone who's listening and not a patron to know that Odin just actually held the prop on camera for everybody. Fantastic content. And if and I don't think that we have a better ad for our Patreon than that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash third podcast 
Cannabis Radio, you can uh, actually see. You can actually see all of us talk about our stuff and, and <laughs> what rooms we live in. So you are Odin um, Makes on YouTube. Where do people find your Patreon? Well, it's patreon.com slash Odin Makes. And it's, you know, Reddit, r slash Odin Makes. And uh, there's even a Facebook group, Odin Makers, Odin's Makers. Um, and with my Patreon, I've got a Discord server. So it's a, it's a private Discord server. Your uh, Discord server for, is a lot of fun. Thank you. And and today we just did, uh, we played Among Us for about an hour. And it looks like that's going to become a thing. But uh, we do, you know, week, weekly chats and just mess about. You know, it's a, it's a way of, of, of being able to, for a, a majority of people, to get a hold of me directly and, and interact uh i do a live stream every sunday i don't manage daily but i do a uh, a live stream every sunday and the first 45 minutes to an hour for that is specifically for the patrons uh then it switches over to live and then i do a new video every week on wednesday odin's day um on on youtube and it's always a uh, some sort of a prop build so um yeah that's yeah, I'm, I'm 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 a weekly content kind of guy because i spend all week <laughs> making my content <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you switched your live streams to Sundays because I can actually see them now. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. I didn't know if that was going to work out for people. I didn't know. Oh, uh, well, unfortunately, I'm, I'm always at work on Monday when you would stream, so I'd never get to see them live. So. Okay. I've, I've, I've had enough people that would uh, tell me they would turn it on while they're in their cube as a way of, of like yeah. distracting. Sadly, so I, I, don't have that, I don't have that option, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, on your dis- I'm on your Discord too, so of course I get like the notifications when you're doing stuff. And, um, and I saw it pop up and I was like, I was like driving somewhere and I guess you mentioned us or something. And David started texting me. Oh yeah, a while ago. He's talking about. (laughs) 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 Always fun. Always fun. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to thank, we have a new patron. Um, Leslie has joined us on Patreon. So um, thank you, Leslie. Leslie. Very cool. Um, and, um, you know, hit us up. Maybe you could be on the podcast. Every other patron has been on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's an awesome patron reward. Some some of us us became hosts. I, I swear, you you listen to us. You get involved. <laughs> We're one carriers. Us, people, people get involved around us. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't supposed to be a host initially. I just Brian was like, "Oh, listen to my podcast," and I was like, "Okay." And I just kept listening to. And every time I would listen to an episode, I would call him and be like, "You did this wrong. You said this wrong. That's not right." <laughs> and he'd be like, "Why don't you just join us?" <laughs> join us. <laughs> I I have to say, um, this has been a fantastic experience talking about horror with all of you. Um, And David, I am so happy we finally did a, we haven't done a horror episode since you've joined the podcast because you don't like it. So we have been all craving it. And um, uh, Ventex and Odin, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate having you here. And yes, this thank has, you guys. This has been Super Vegan Brian, and I was joined by Kirsty Smurferica. Bye. David Theobald the Third. Bye, everybody. Ventex. See you guys next time. And Odin, the All Father, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt, Thunder, 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 Thunder. <laughs> There's lots of ways to join a podcast, but this is how Odin makes it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay, stay awesome. awesome. Say- oh, Brian, uh, say something and then cut yourself off. Okay. Show. We don't need to be in the podcast. We don't need to be in the podcast.